Jamie. Cyrus. How are you? Good. How are you? I am still doing great. Um, okay, everybody. So we are just going to jump right into our question. Hope you are doing well. But I don't think we have any other updates because we kind of like chatted through updates last time on the pod. Um, yeah, and I'm pretty we sure can make this like we're a short good. question one, I think. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Um, so Jamie actually has a question. It's called Friendship Advice. Have I been ghosted? Jamie, do you want to read it? Uh, okay, good. I was like, um, yes, except that I, when I went to it, it was like not there anymore. It was loading, but it just came back. Um, yes, I will read it. So um, it's titled Friendship Advice. Have I been ghosted? Good title, right? Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I'm feeling really confused and I don't know how to proceed. Um, 31 female. So I'm guessing that's her. Mm-hmm. Um, I made a friend and she felt like the first person I connected with in a long time. And I felt like I could really be myself around her. She has also experienced significant trauma. I know that it isn't always the best idea to be friends with trauma survivors, but I really liked her. And it seemed like we were both pretty far along in our healing journeys. I was really excited to just show her love to another trauma survivor in the way pe- in the same way that people had shown me love in ways that helped me heal Maybe this was a rescuer mentality question mark. That was in parentheses, the, maybe this part. Um, we met like nine months ago-ish. We were neighbors, so we saw each other maybe once a month and also hung out here and there. We made plans like four different times that she bailed on it, and then other times she was really, really late, like an hour plus to her plans with no text or calls to say she's running late. Her lateness really only upset me one time because generally it was like she was late to hanging out at my house or with a group, so it wasn't all that strange. But one time she was an hour late to meeting me at a restaurant, which was awful. We talked about it, though. I moved to a different part of the city, and we ended up hanging out and talking more like we did as neighbors. It felt like we were really maybe going to become close friends. Then she came over to my house one night in October, and then I just never heard from her again. I texted her a funny story about my day a few days later, and she never replied. It's been about one one and a half months, and I haven't heard anything from her. Is this normal, or is this being ghosted? We would text like once every week or two previously. I don't really know what to do. Looking back, I'm finding a thousand reasons that I could have made her uncomfortable. I texted apologizing if XYZ made her uncomfortable the night we saw each other last, but now I don't know what to do if she texts back. I'm feeling really angry, and part of me wants to tell her that I want to end the friendship or end the relationship and that her silence hurt me. But another part of me doesn't want to lose another friend. I've had a bad track record with females in the last two years. Really, we haven't known each other that long, so maybe I'm just overreacting. Hmm. And end of question. Yeah, there's so many things. So I don't know about yeah. the um I don't I don't know about the trauma part. Um I'm sure there's like actual things to do with that. So I don't wanna, you know, this'll just be like acknowledging that maybe she has some some trauma, but you know, I think that it's kind of just a crappy situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and this was posted by the way, I realized later in a trauma group. Mm-hmm. So I think that's part of why she's talking about it so much is like, oh, we're all, if, if we're in this group, we identify as trauma survivors. She's identifying as a trauma survivor. So she's kind of using that lens. Yeah. And that's why I'm like, okay. And I mean, and I don't know, like, I guess everybody probably has some trauma. So like, if I, I want to approach it in yeah, a way where I'm like, the way you define it. I yeah. So I'm like, well, like if this were in a different phrase, like maybe I wouldn't feel so bad about being like 
this person sucks because like I guess I'm like and maybe that in itself is interesting that if we know that something's going on with someone which I think we've talked about before mm-hmm. I think we tend to give that person a little bit more grace even though like in reality yeah. we're all all going through something but somehow like if that person brings it up and we well, know it, it and it's helps to know to have yeah. the context yeah it makes you just like okay well you know maybe this is happening with this but like I almost feel like I don't know a ton about trauma. I'm not a therapist, um, so I, I don't know. But from what I've heard and what I remember about folks who survive traumas, there's usually like a lot of blame. So I also wonder if the person who's writing this is like maybe taking on too much blame of it on herself. Like she's apologizing mm-hmm. and she's feeling guilty. And part of it, I mean, I know I've said this on the podcast too, and I, I don't identify myself as like in this situation. I don't know what this person's trauma is. So I don't want to say that, but just as a normal, like as a human being, I know that I've had situations where I'm like, well, I've cut people off too soon, or maybe I can be too direct or talk too much. And so you start Mm -hmm. to like doubt yourself. And so then when you run into these situations, you now think like, well, maybe this is my fault because it keeps happening to me. And I do think that that's great, right? Like we should try to acknowledge like, what's the common denominator here? It's me, Mm -hmm. you know, like Taylor would say. (laughs) Have you heard that from the Taylor (laughs) Swift? It's me. I'm the drama. It's me. Like, yeah, sometimes it is. Sometimes it's you. Um, But in this case, I'm like, I don't know. Like the girl didn't seem like she was a great friend. Like the tardiness. I didn't love it. Yeah. I mean, uh, clearly there's a lot happening where they haven't been able to talk about it and unpack uh, and unpack it. And also like, you know, you're saying like, I'm not a therapist. I don't know trauma. And I'm like, me, it's me. It's me. I do. I do. I'm a trauma therapist. Um, so it, it kind of reminds me of when one of my first jobs I worked at, it, um, called victims assistance services. And so they worked with all victims, survivors of crime, meaning like friends and family of homicide, child abuse, physical abuse, uh, domestic abuse, sexual assault, everything. And, um, when I was working there, I did do some direct work with victim survivors and funny enough. You know, I I saw this happen where people would come and then they wouldn't show up. And then Mm. I just wouldn't, I would get ghosted. And I took it so personal and it took me a long time. And many people probably actually, I didn't really understand it until I left. And I saw it happening more and more to other people that this was common for people who've been traumatized, that they, that consistency is very difficult. There's a lot there and you identified shame um, and judgment that comes up. Uh, from having this happen in our lives. And I think just also as human beings, it happens where there's things that we are very vulnerable, we don't know how to deal with. And so we just don't deal with them. And we don't want to be around the people that bring it up for us. Mm -hmm. So we put we take those people out of our lives. And so it sounds like their relationship maybe was becoming more vulnerable. Yeah. And maybe it hit a point. I don't know. Either way, yes, I agree. She's definitely taking on too much personal responsibility here. And I think I mentioned this just in our last podcast when it comes to food. Um, I feel like I'm realizing more and more our culture is so big on personal responsibility and it's such bullshit. It doesn't take into account the larger picture and the other things that are going on. Um, the ways that we're conditioned, decisions that are, and influences that are happening around us that we have no control over. 
Um, it's kind of like, you know, oh yeah, you want to save the environment? Recycle. Like, fuck no, like that's not really what's happening with the environment. Most of it is not an individual problem. <laughs> so it's so crazy, but this is what as we get over and over and over again. So I get even with her not being a trauma survivor mm -hmm. that she would probably take it more on. It's something I notice as a therapist and I'm always saying we take things pretty personal and honestly, there are a million other things going on for mm -hmm. people besides us in their lives. Um, however, it just happens. We tend to think, oh, what did I do wrong? Right. Some of it is that we're in control of. And so yes. that kind of sometimes actually feels better because then it's like, okay, well, I can fix that. I can't fix if this person is scared to be vulnerable. Yeah, that's so true. Oh, I feel so bad for this person because it sounds like they're like trying to overcome whatever trauma they were involved in. And then at first, when I first read it, I was like, um, I think the first one of the first sentences is like, I know mm -hmm. people who are both surviving trauma maybe shouldn't be friends or something like that. It kind of alluded to that. And I was yeah, like, no, oh. she didn't say that in there. Okay, mm -hmm. so I was like, oh, that kind of sucks, right? Like that maybe like you can't do that. It does, but then especially with how many people are affected by trauma. Mm -hmm. Although I get why she would say that. That is something that uh, people say. And I mean, it's, it's kind of like, you know, how we talk about um, someone who's getting sober, and it's not mm -hmm. really great to make friends, like if you're an AA, um, or you're in maybe not AA, because AA, you can, I think there is more like friendships happening. But like, let's say you're in a group in rehab or something, or you're, you know, you're um, in an in inpatient program because of a mental health issue. They say like, don't make friends with people in that situation because they're going, they're going through their own stuff and mm -hmm. it can be a really vulnerable place. And you're not always... Um, it, you're basically because you're healing, you're raw, and you're not always making decisions that are in your best interest, long-term decisions. You're still figuring that out. You're still kind of building your foundation in a way. And I know that you're not supposed to date. Like I know I have a, yeah. I know, I know mm -hmm. some people, I know you're not supposed to date other people um, who you're in AA with for at least mm -hmm. a year after you enter, after you both start attending meetings. So I know that there's even that language there. I don't know if maybe it extends to friends, but in this situation, I don't know. Like, I, I don't, I, I think that my advice would probably be to like, even though it's unfortunate, I would probably cut my losses with this because I also wonder, like, I don't know what kind of trauma she experienced, but I'm like, do you like, is this making you feel worse? Like, I don't know. Like, it just doesn't seem like it's a friendship where you're, you're going to feel equal or good about it or like you're like moving forward it seems like it, it, it seems kind of negative like the constant yeah. like and I think that's a good point Iris because of course when we're in more vulnerable places we have a harder time with situations like this we're more likely to think oh no I did something mm -hmm. wrong versus seeing the larger context of like yeah it seems like she just maybe wasn't able to do this friendship thing right now yeah. And, I mean, that's what it seems like from yeah, the outside. Exactly. And also, like, I know it sounds like the person was late and you brought it up to them and you guys worked through it, which I think is nice. Like, something happened that affected yeah. her and she brought it up and they talked about it and they got through it and they continued their friendship. And even if we're going to think perhaps you did say something that night in October that made this person uncomfortable, 
I mean, either A, it was something that they're not going to be able to get over, in which case you have to move on either way, or B, they might be really avoidant and it might be due to the trauma. I mean, again, I'm not a therapist, but like maybe that's a part of it, but it doesn't sound like that's where you are. And it sounds like you're kind of trying to be healthy, like even proactively texting and saying like, I'm sorry if I did this and it upset you. It sounds like you, this person is really trying to be assertive and kind of address things. And I'm not diminishing the other person and what they're going through. They just might be in a different place. And sometimes when you're going through something yourself, it's hard to, it's hard to also be with someone who might've been where you were a couple of months ago without that kind Mm -hmm. of bringing you back there, which is so sad. I feel bad saying that. Like, cause I don't, you know, I don't think that you can't no, be friends, but like maybe it's a later, maybe you catch up to each like other. It's like a breakup, right? When it's yeah. like, maybe this just like isn't a good fit. And, or maybe it's not a good time. Like, I feel like we talked <laughs> right, about that. Right. And like, maybe like, and I think we've talked about this even this season on here. Sometimes you need to take a break. Like, maybe this is one of those, like, she's going yeah. through it. Like, she might be, you know, I, I know. Oh, a, a good example, because we were talking about this in our last podcast. Well, not really, but kind of. It's people who have kids. Like, just because your friend has a child doesn't mean you're never going to be friends with them again. But, like, maybe right. when they have a baby and the baby's, like, three or four months old, you might not see them as much. But you'll probably see them a lot six months from now. That doesn't mean you can never be friends again. She's going through something in her life that you're not mm-hmm. going through. And you can be there for her. If she reaches out, you might be able to be like, hey, I'll be here for you. But you just might not be as regular in touch or as close as you were at that point. But it doesn't mean you can't reconnect and and be close again in the future. But it just sounds like right now is not the time because it's causing you more stress. And if you're going through like trauma recovery, I don't really know if that's that's like what you need. Yeah, I totally agree. I love that idea. Again, though, I think that is a little bit hard sometimes because mm-hmm. of being in this uncertainty of, well, right now it's not going to work. Maybe it'll work in the future and I can kind of, I, and I can have hope. Yeah, I really appreciate yeah. what you're saying too about like when you first have a baby because I think there was a lot of feelings I had when um, the relationship started with Tim and it was continuing and we were getting married of like, oh, I'm not going to be that friend who just abandons everybody because they have a new partner. Sure. You know that whole sure. like, story we say? Yeah, the girl and you never talk to again. <laughs> right, exactly. And oh, this is just a girl who just gets obsessed with her partner and you never hear and like, oh, now she doesn't. And now all of a sudden she's like back in your ear. And I, I remember I've been so sensitive about that. And the reality is, is it's true. Like when you have a partner, it takes up space and Mm -hmm. time and energy in your life. And you naturally don't have as much to go around. And I think the people I've appreciated most in my life have naturally understood that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And it's been, it's been pretty wonderful. And yet I don't think that I always gave other people grace for that. So I think that it's a hard thing to do when you can, when, um, when maybe because you hadn't been there yet. And now you're well, there. Yeah. And so and you're I, like... I had a lot of like traumatic loss around not having a relationship. Mm-hmm. So I think that was, it was just a very, very triggering thing for me. Um, like I definitely have had friends um, who were single and, and ended up getting into a partnership. And I, it kind of ruined our friendship because I couldn't handle it, honestly. Um, just where our friendship was at. It's unfortunate, but that's just sort of how it works. Well, I think that happens, though. I was reading something. Yeah, there was something I was reading the other day. I signed up for um, this Reddit. I love Reddit. It's my 
It's my <laughs> live stream. But um, I like to, like I was talking about on the other pod, like the other episode, like me and mm-hmm. Mike are like, okay, we're going to try to have a baby this year. But I'm a person who needs to know like the absolute worst case scenarios about things. So I, of course, signed up for New Parents Reddit. Oh, yes. You did talk about Yeah. This. Just so that mm-hmm. I can figure out how, like, I'm like, tell me all the bad stuff, right? Like, I feel like I already know all the bad stuff, but tell me more bad well, stuff. But so, also talk tell about, me good like, stuff, I'm too. mentioning <laughs> uncertainty and certainty, right? Like, yeah. if that, that's your your push towards or your impulse towards like I want to know absolutely which makes a lot of sense because it's so incredibly scary yes Um, I think it is and that's just Um, something as a human being that we're always going to be driven to yes like I'm definitely a person who would push the wound I'm like yeah like let's make it feel the worst that it can possibly feel so you know what the bottom is before you go into it (laughs) anyway um I was just like uh reading it and one of the moms said oh god what was she saying she was saying that oh she um she, she was saying that she was actually trying to have another baby, which is definitely not something that I would at this point think that I would ever want to do, but she wants to have another mm-hmm. one. And she was like, her coworker just found out that she was pregnant. And I guess this one person had been trying for a really long time and it hadn't happened for her for her second. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And so she, like her coworker just announced that she was pregnant, I guess with like her third. And she was like, and I think she literally was serious too. She's like, I think I have to quit my job. And I think that's like what I'm saying is like going back to the point yeah. of like you being like sometimes you you couldn't be friends with people who are in these new relationships because it was just too much. And that's how this lady feels. She's like, I don't even think that I can work with this woman because I guess they work really closely together. And she's like, I can't see her like and it sounds extreme, but like sometimes I think no, that that's I how get, people I get feel. It. Like it I feels it. like I that. Mean, like I'm you just can't handle about, it. Like, situations people I've talked to who have had trouble with infertility um, or they've had miscarriages Mm -hmm. and it can be really hard uh, to be around someone who has a child Mm -hmm. or God was is getting getting pregnant or trying to get pregnant yeah it can be hard there's again to me that's like a it's a form of a a loss right and almost a traumatic loss because there's messages in there um, about yourself and who you are because it's happened so yeah, I mean, I, and I appreciate that. And I appreciate the, the um, being validated. Although, again, going back to that thing I said about personal responsibility, I think we get all these messages about, well, but you shouldn't feel that way. You should just get past it. Um, I think that sometimes ridiculous. it's really hard to do stuff like that, though. <laughs> yeah, like, that's really how people feel. Like, in that. I agree. Yeah. And also, if we come back, if I, because this is something I wanted to say too about this question, if we come back full circle, some of what makes it so hard is the ghosting. Like, Mm -hmm. here's another thing that I think sometimes we really struggle with as human beings. It's like, it would be so different if this person had even like said, sorry, I just can't do this right now. And Mm -hmm. that was all they text. It would be totally, it could, it could be totally different for this person than just being ghosted. There is something about wanting to know why, what happened? How could you just start, stop talking to me? Like we were talking one day and not talking the next. It's so hard to understand that. And it can be so hard to recover from that. Yeah. I think as a person, whether it happens to you as a friend or it's an intimate, like I had someone I was dating who just ghosted me after two months and I just like really, really set me back. Uh, Yeah. I just couldn't make sense of it. Yeah. I think that's true. And I think that this person they just, it, I completely agree with you about this person because I think they just want to know because even within this post, they said, 
you know, part of me just wants to text her and say, like, I don't want to be friends anymore. Because I think even her yeah. saying, like, her of that certainty, right? Yes, it it's done. Bring the control back. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So I think that she's just like, I, she, she feels like she needs to have some kind of a resolution to this. And even if that resolution is her saying, like, I can't be friends with you because this is too much for me, I think even that would be better for her so like I guess I agree and the lengths we'll go to to try to get that closure when Mm -hmm. actually it's making it worse oh I'm sure you've been in situations where you know people have like where it's like I just want closure it's like sometimes Mm -hmm. for sure not getting closure is your closure like that's all you're gonna get absolutely yeah I mean I see it I I've done it um I'm sure I can't remember when I've done it but I've done it a lot and I know like I can't remember when I've done it on an interpersonal level but I definitely know that I've done it with jobs where you don't you, like mm. you have a job that you're like, I don't know how that went. Um, but like I'm getting anxiety about if I got this, like if I'm going to move forward or if I'm going to get the job. So I'd rather just like say, you know, I don't want the job anymore. So that way you yeah, don't that's have a good to. That's example. Um, mm-hmm. but, well, yeah. Like that, of course, it's an Iris example about <laughs> job interviews. No, but it's uh, so true. But also like I think that happens too when you have been like in a toxic work environment and mm-hmm. you're like no I can just make it better I've had a lot I've known a lot of people where I've been where outside I'm like no this is just toxic this is out of your control but they really are like no I can fix it and are just like really really like just gung-ho about that or like they're trying to figure out what went wrong or what happened it's just mm-hmm. like just get out it doesn't even matter anymore right like you're just not gonna but it's so hard like that it's just so in us as human beings to want to know that mystery really eats at us absolutely no one likes it we we want to know the answers or else we make yeah. up answers that's why we uh, want her she wrote matlock so exactly tell us like in 45 minutes or 42 minutes wherever yes the whole story and for it all to be resolved oh absolutely i know that's why i don't listen i don't i very rarely listen to things where it'll be like this is an unsolved situation i'm like i don't right. I, I can't unsolved do that mysteries like what the fuck is the point of that like so some, I, I can get through there i can get through some unsolved mysteries but like sometimes i do struggle with them because i want i'm like this is ridiculous like i need to know what happened i want to know right. what happened it's just like jack the ripper like everyone's like oh I think it was actually Queen Victoria. Like, we just want to know. We can't yeah. just be like, it was this horrible person. We'll probably never know. Yeah, but we want to. We all just, we just want to know. Right. And right. I think that's what this woman is going through. Like, she just wants to know. And it, like, even if yeah. it means, and that's so what if you. you're the friend, just tell her. Just yeah, say. just tell her. Or if just you're the person who else. wrote this. It doesn't even just, matter. Yeah. Just or if you're the person who wrote this, like, you could also message her and say, like, hey, um, you know, not sure what you're going through, but I have to tell you, this feels really unfair. Um, and I don't yeah, think that I true. could be, you know, I, I really can't be friends with someone who would do something like this to me. So, you know, I hope you're well, but take care. And, you know, we're, I'm, I'm just going to delete your number now. That's what I would do, which is petty Betty number one. But like, at least that way you feel like it's done. Uh, I don't know. You're trying to take your power back. I get it. Yeah, like, I mean, for sure. Because honestly, then, like, if you do come back and you say something, like, am I ever going to want to be friends with you again? I kind of feel like she's on, like, the third strike. The lateness and, like, yeah, yeah, like, the hours lateness, too. Like, I know people can be late. Like, I've been friends with people who are late. It didn't really bother her, which is the sad part, though. Most most of it didn't bother her, except the ones, and then they did talk about it. So it is definitely, like, and that's part of why I said, like, there's clearly things they're not talking about. Mm-hmm. So it sounds like the friend doesn't know that she yeah. doesn't really care. But 
I agree. It's the ghosting that's an issue. And mm -hmm. I think I've mentioned off and on, there was a friend that I felt really ghosted by and that I finally made a decision that if she did try to re-enter my life, I would not allow that. Um, and of course I did the thing that every, you know, the, the worst thing you could do to kind of finalize that, which is I unfriended her on Facebook. <gasps> um, so, you know, we can never come back from that. That's, that's like, you know, no backseas on that one. So, but I never talked to her. I, I thought so many times, should I text her? Should I Facebook message her? And at the end of the day, to be honest with you, it just felt like, why would I spend time doing that? Mm -hmm. Like she hasn't even given me that option. Yeah. And so why, why would I even, and it just feels kind of weak and which I understand as a judgment, it's not weak, but it just seems silly. Like yeah. this, this has basically already been decided. All I need to do is accept it and move forward and put energy into the relationships that are valuable to me. I feel like, um, it all kind of wraps up in that statement, like living in your, have you, I'm sure you've heard this, like somebody's living in your head rent-free. That's, mm, that's true. basically what's happening with this one. Not, I mean, I think that you removing that person and deciding that meant that you were, you were, you were making yeah, maybe an effort. That was a message in itself. I don't yeah. Know. I think that that's what she needs to do. Cause this is taking up so much mental space and like yeah. this person. And I hate that is what bothers me. Like if anything, that's why I will be like, we're not going to be friends anymore. I hate when I'm Hasn't thinking about still, something. Though, I still think no. it would though. So even for after me, that, Cause you yeah. never really get, I don't know if you ever get that satisfaction unless you hear from the person and they honestly tell you, which like also, even if someone tells you something, you're not necessarily going to believe it. So for me, like, I, I mean, I think you've only known me to have like a couple people where I've been like, okay, we're done talking. It does not, that does not happen to me. Like if, if I feel like you have done something and like, mm -hmm. I'm just, and especially if I feel my number one deal breaker of friendship is if I feel like I care more than you, I don't like that. I don't mm -hmm. like to put a lot mm -hmm. of effort into a relationship with someone of any sort. And I don't feel like it's reciprocated. And that's kind of how I feel about the situation here. I feel like she's putting in a lot of effort. She's like, inviting her over, inviting her to things with her friends, it sounds like. Like, it's all her. If you're reading between the lines, it's like, I'm inviting yeah. you to do things with my friends. I'm inviting you to my house. I'm reaching out. It's a lot of her. And if I feel like that's happening, I feel taken advantage of. And I want to shut it down. I would be like, we're done. Because then I'm just like, okay, the door is closed. Like, that, like, we can't be friends anymore because I just don't think you're a good person. And I mean, this person, I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt. And I'm not just saying that because I'm acknowledging that clearly this person is going through something like they are, they're a trauma survivor. Like, and it sounds like maybe from what I'm reading, it sounds like they're maybe a little bit fresher in the trauma than that. Um, and so like, I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt and say like, maybe something is going on. And then I don't know what kind of trauma this is, but, like, I'm going to also say, like, this is a total far leap. But what if she's, like, a domestic violence survivor and she's back with her ex? Like, there's yeah. so many things there's that so can happen. Yeah. Sure. But either way, like, you you can't be, like, you have to shut that door for yourself and allow her to come and knock on it when she's ready. Because, like, you can't do anything about it. It's just going to, like, honestly, I feel like I I don't... I'm exaggerating to say this, but like, I feel a little bit stressed for her at that point. Like mm -hmm. just this constant worry about something. Cause obviously she didn't write, which, which was actually lovely. She didn't say what the trauma was, but like, 
let's imagine it's something like that. Like, you know, you might be worried about this person too. Like it's a different element. Like when you meet a friend in that situation, I can only imagine, imagine you meet a friend in AA and then that person goes off. You don't talk to them. You probably assume because of how you all engaged, you're thinking the worst. So I'm also wondering if maybe this friend is like a little upset because of that too. Like, are you okay? Um, But I kind of think at a certain point you have to close the door because I hate it when somebody makes you worry about him and it's one thing if like something's really wrong but like how fucking annoying would it be if she's fine and she's just being an asshole um I just yeah it's who just, knows I guess don't. I guess also can you I, I think what I've tried to do or another way of looking at it again not to say like I I totally get where you're coming from and that makes sense um another way that I've looked at it is this person by their inaction did actually make a choice and an mm-hmm. action and they already closed the door yeah. And so I'm just accepting that. Yes. Or, and maybe you're closing your door too. Maybe like you both have like right. Jack the acceptance and is I'm closing, <laughs> I'm closing my door. I'm acknowledging that you already have. Or exactly. Something. Sure. Yeah. Either way yeah. you have closed the door. So we're thinking maybe you need to close the door. And the nice thing is it, I'm not saying you need to lock it. it. Yeah. You don't need to put bricks in front of the door. You can reopen <laughs> it one day. Like, you know, it doesn't need to be bricked over I have very few people in my life where the door is bricked over there's definitely a couple people where the door is bricked we should just do episodes about that about the brick door people yeah there's some there's some brick door (laughs) people out there but like most people like I you know if I'm thinking there's two there's two friends that I have two ex-friends that I have that are brick door people everybody else it's just a closed door yeah I mean I'm thinking of the ones that I've met now that I mentioned that I was like I'm just not because of how things shaped out I'm trying to think if there's another. I mean, there's lots of people I dated that would definitely that have some be brick, brick doors. doors but yeah. I'm thinking friends. Yeah. Oh, I've got one I'm... ex that's a brick door. So yeah, t- three total folks <laughs> with brick doors. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I can't even name the amount of people. Like I've just dated so much. So it. I mean, some of them I probably wouldn't even remember. But I guess they... that would be anyone I can't remember is probably somebody that's not. <laughs> You're oh, like I guess been... that could be a good thing. I don't know. Yeah, it wasn't, you're like, I mean, you're married now, so the door's probably bricked over for most of them, but like, you know, you may not like be like, don't ever talk to me again in my life. And I only have like three people who I'm like, don't ever speak to me. I'm pretty pretty much like, I don't see the point. I I definitely am a person who like, if we have dated and we're not dating now, I don't understand the point of us talking. I I really am pretty, um, so like, like, I would never close door about that. Yeah, the we door can do is an episode closed. about that. Like, what do we think about being friends with exes? I don't know if we've done an episode about We could. That. We should definitely – I'll note it down to talk about – that'll actually be a great idea. We'll talk about it next month. Um, or maybe later because it is February, so maybe a little Valentine's Yeah, yeah we could talk about it whenever, but yeah, um, I think it would be good. Yeah, I think so we talked about can you be friends. Yeah, we've talked um, about can you be friends with an ex before because something happened. I can't remember. I'm going to go back and listen to it actually, so I can well, refresh. Because no, we we had an episode where like can you be friends with the opposite sex, but I don't know if we okay. had one specifically on being friends with exes. But maybe maybe I don't we know did either. like a question and we ended up discussing it. It's possible. Well, we can always talk about it again. You're, you're married now. You might feel differently. Um, I'm going True. to have like I I I I don't know if I said this then I I wouldn't be friends with an ex like I I don't I wouldn't be I think that maybe when we talked to Erin we talked about it a little bit and I think she was saying she could be um Mm. but like I and I was like no I can't I can't do it yeah but like if we can have someone who's uh that that open to being friends with yeah I agree with you because I'm like I'm pretty much like no 
Yeah. But like when I mean that the door is bricked, it literally means like you like I would cross the street to avoid you versus like if the door is closed and I saw like I have one ex-boyfriend I haven't talked to in decades. But like if I saw him because he doesn't even live here anymore. But like if I saw him and he was like, Iris, I'm like, oh, hey, Dave, what's up? Like, how are you? Oh, see, no, I I think even with that definition, like, so I have a I have this story when I dated this guy I was in like my early 20s and I saw him in like I think it was like the equivalent of a JC Penny. I don't think it was a JC Penny. it was some store like that and I literally like tried to hide from him oh. to the point where I like hit a clothing rack and he saw me like run into the clothing rack and I was trying that's actually a great story that would belong on like a like a day a, like a, a rom-com tv show yeah and um, it wasn't it wasn't like horrible we dated for a little bit and it's just you clearly, didn't want to see him <laughs> no I did not I I just am not really I mean he was kind of mean but I mean he didn't do anything horrible he just kind of freaked out when I was like well you know uh, people know about us and he's like what us there is no oh us. hell no and I was just like I mean that's just the term that I used to what I was talking about I didn't need to like out us as a couple because oh my yeah, god we on a few dates but relax yeah, just, yeah. I, I, I don't yeah I don't have anyone like yeah no, no, no. Winner, as you can I tell. think like the ex with the brick door I wouldn't hide from him but I definitely would pretend like if I did I didn't know him in public like if he said anything to me I would be like oh no like I have no idea what you're talking about who are you I like he's that I would I would not even want to draw attention to myself by hiding. I would hope that he would just think it was a case of mistaken identity and that I could just pretend that I didn't know him at all. Like, I would just try my best to disengage. I want him to think I'm dead. I mean, that makes a lot more sense than making a lot of, like, drawing attention to yourself by running and hitting a clothing rack. I agree. I I just think there was no way that he wasn't going to to notice But you're right. You're right. Like, I think as I've gotten older, I've realized, like, oh, are we going to do the pretending not to talk? I uh, yeah let's Great. not okay, ever let's, let's do that let's not speak um those are like yeah I have those and luckily he I think if I saw him he would actually try to talk to me so I would definitely pretend like I don't know who he is and like I wouldn't even say my name was Iris he'd be like Iris I'd be like no my name is Jennifer like no um and <laughs> you can pass for Jennifer yes I'll pass I like my name is Jennifer I do not know who you are I'm from Nebraska never met you before please go away um I will call the police. So that's that. I would just like seriously go out of my way to pretend. Like I will create an alternate identity to never speak to him again. And then I have like the two friends like actually think that we are mutually exclusively never talking to each other again. Ever. Like, okay. Yeah, I we think- should do one just on friends. <laughs> I think that would be good. I mean, exes, would, exes could be interesting too. But um, yeah, because now I have to think. I feel like maybe there could be others and this one I'm thinking of but now I don't know you're like are there well, other I brick door like friends people, people maybe from like my childhood but I don't know that I was ever like friends with them they count you can totally pretend like you don't know them too <laughs> oh I mean I already do yeah but I'm thinking like brick doored like I would not yeah we are never recovering yeah like those yeah. are like exactly those two girls that I'm thinking of I would I don't know what would have to happen in my life like I'm would you run to be... into a clothing rack to avoid them 
No, I wouldn't. I would seriously, like, I actually think that they could speak to me and I would ignore them. Like, I, like, for the ex, I would pretend, like, to have a new identity okay, for I, them. I feel like I need to hear more. Yeah, I would actually just ignore them. Like, I would very much be open to, like, them saying oh, hello wait. to me and just, oh, wa- like, okay. not saying anything. I totally anything. actually have another brick door that might be to the level of yours. Oh, yeah, this okay. person has tried to friend me. This is actually a childhood friend who's tried to friend me on Facebook. I might have told you about the situation. Usually when I tell people, they're like, wow, that really happened to you? Like, that really happens in real life to people? It was, like, some shitty stuff. So, yeah, maybe, well, maybe that would that'll be, be Absolutely. We'll talk about it. Next weekend is Valentine's Day anyway, so we'll Yay, do – Well, and I think – Yeah, so we can talk and about it. And we're doing a recording the day, night before. Yeah, we are. So we'll talk, let's talk about it then. We'll talk about it before Valentine's Day, before we go see oh, our, okay. our, our non-brick wall friends. Yeah, we can do that, and then we'll push one of the yeah. ones we – Yeah. Yeah, perfect. Okay, well, guys, now you know what to look forward to. Well, it'll be so amazing. And actually, what I'll do is I'll make sure that I will release this recording. Um, Oh, Oh, before that would be good. I will. I won't be able to unless I. Okay, so I will release this recording on February the twelfth. I mean, it's still February. You know, if you do it sometime in February, it's like you know, Valentine's Day, Valentine's Day month. So yeah. I think no, fine. I'm going to release this one February 12th. So next Sunday, which from us will be February 12th, I'll release that. And then I'll release the Valentine's Day one. The Friday. It'll be a little after Valentine's Day and Valentine's Day, but it'll still be relevant. It'll be before the Perfect. end of February. So that way people won't be like, what the hell are you guys talking about? But yeah, we'll talk about our brick door friends and people that we know. Because I, I have them very clearly in my mind. There's definitely, mm. I don't. Yeah, not willing to be friends. Anyway, it was great talking to you all. Have a wonderful rest of your day. Okay, bye. Bye.